Welcome to the Back Row Texan Show. Brought to you by the Back Row Sports Network. I'm your host, Branson Thomas, talking all things Houston Texans football. Here we go. Welcome back, Houston Texans fans, to another episode of the Back Row Texans Show. Week one is in the books, so today we are going to discuss what happened in that game versus the Chiefs, as well as the upcoming game this Sunday versus your Baltimore Ravens. But before we get started, today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, so all you podcasters out there, pay attention. Podgo provides podcasters with a flat rate for an ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with the advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add Back Row Texans in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. So I'm not going to lie. I was extremely disappointed with the Houston Texans' performance last Thursday. Um, I I bought into the hype of the offseason, bought into all the moves that have happened, and really it was a lot of wishful thinking that it would all click right on day one. And with the crazy offseason that it's been, the Texans looked bad. They did. They looked really bad all the way across the board. There are some bright spots, and we'll touch on those as well. You know, some some players that stepped up and did a good job, but across the board, they just they looked flat. They did. They weren't ready for game one. And when you go against the reigning Super Bowl champs who brought back, what, 20 out of 22 starters from the Super Bowl, you know, they know how to play together. They They're going to... They're going to be firing on all cylinders right away. And they did. You know, I thought even if we lost, it was going to be a lot closer than it was. And it wasn't close at all. The entire game. You know, we were up 7-0. But that was it. That was the end of it. So hopefully this week we bounce back and can play a little bit better. But, you know, we lost, obviously, to the Chiefs 34-20. And... Like I said, I don't even feel like it was that close. You know, we gave up 166 yards rushing. Come on. You cannot do that. You cannot give up that much. And I wanted 138 of it, I believe, is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the rookie. The dude put on a field day. 25 carries, a buck, 38, and a touchdown. He didn't have a catch or anything, but he didn't need to. He just ran, 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 ran all over us all day. You know, so obviously... We really need to figure out how to fix that before this week's game because, well, the Baltimore Ravens, that's that's their specialty, or at least it was last year. But we'll touch on that later. So we also gave up 211 passing yards 
and three touchdowns to Mahomes while only divvying up one sack. Um, and that was Jacob Martin, who, you know, I've been saying all offseason needs to get more time in there. He needs to be more than just a rotational player because he really did did some good things. You know, he he showed up uh, on Thursday as well as P.J. Hall. When P.J. Hall was in, they weren't running the ball very well. You know, he was an effective um, run blocker or run stuffer, I should say. But we need to see more of him. He was making some explosive plays. He even had two tackles for loss in the game. So that was huge. Um, and honestly, it he needs to get more time in there. Carlos Watkins was in there, and he was getting thrown around like crazy. Like, he, he didn't stand a chance. Um, so maybe some less, less of Carlos Watkins, more of P.J. Hall. And, you know, the secondary didn't look good either. The defense as a whole... I want to say Bill O'Brien said we missed somewhere around 20 tackles. How do you miss 20 tackles? I get it. You haven't hit anybody in months because you had no preseason games and Bill O'Brien didn't really do live. You know, that I think that's on Bill. You know, he they should have been doing some sort of live drills to really focus in on tackling because, yes, you want everybody to stay healthy. But at the expense of not being able to tackle, you're a professional athlete. You've done this your whole life. You should know how to tackle, and it shouldn't. You shouldn't just bounce off people. You know, wrap up. Do what you do in youth when they teach you how to tackle correctly. Don't just lower your shoulder and try to hit people. There's a lot that uh, the defense needs to do to get ready for Baltimore this week. Hopefully, they can step it up and make it somewhat a better game. Baltimore only rushed for 107 yards last week, but they put on a clinic, you know, for, or Lamar Jackson, I should say, did put on a clinic. He threw for two, 284 and three touchdowns, and, you know, he ran for 77 of those yards. So it's looking like if you can contain Lamar Jackson, which, you know, has been the recipe against them since day one, you really limit what they do. So, Hopefully we can, whether we go smaller and have more DBs on there, someone that spies on him, hopefully that's the case because we got we to gotta figure out a way to contain him and get pressure on him. We really need that line to get some pressure on him. Now, going for the offensive side of the ball, I thought David Johnson looked really well. You know, um, 11 carries, 77 yards, and a touchdown. You know, he had that 19-yard touchdown at the first quarter there and and looked really solid you know he had himself a decent game I want to say he even had three catches um so that's good you know that's good that's what we need that's what we need to see and you know we, we're gonna need more than 11 carries but we didn't have the ball very long you know our defense couldn't stop Kansas City so they had drives of 11 16 you know they had the time of possession. That's that's how we beat them last year in week six, and that's how they beat us this year. Is they had the ball, and we couldn't stop them. Tick, 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 there went the clock. So we didn't get the plays. We didn't. So we need that. And, you know, if David Johnson, now he's not going to average seven yards a rush for the rest of the year, but, you know, when he's doing well in a game, keep giving him the ball, you know. Pound it, pound it, pound it, because... Keeps the other offense off the field and 
keeps you moving. You know, his 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 running mate, Duke Johnson, um, he actually hurt his ankle and was out the rest of the game after that. You know, he didn't have any catches and he didn't have many yards. So, you know, that was a contributing factor as well. But, you know, he's practicing today, so that's good news. He's still a question mark for this week against Baltimore. And honestly, I think he should sit a week. Rest, make sure you're 100%. Don't come back too early and hurt yourself. We need you in the long run, not the short run. It's only week two. So whether we see more Buddy Howell or Scotty Phillips, you know, we'll see how that kind of plays out, who they who they lean more towards. But another thing we have to do is we have to get the wide receivers involved. You know, other than Will Fuller, who had eight catches for like a buck 20, the other guys really weren't involved. Kenny Stills had one target and he dropped it, and that was it for him. Like, I was actually very shocked Kenny Stills didn't get any more targets. That that was like Deshaun's boy, you know. They had the chemistry and they the year of, you know, being together and nothing. He dropped it and he sh- didn't throw it to him again. And then you had Cobb who didn't get a target till like three minutes left in the game. You know, you can't have that. You're paying the dude $18 million to not only have the target late in the game, you got to get him involved in the middle of the field there. And Brandon Cooks, two catches for 20 yards. I think I had four targets. You know, so that's what, let me do my math. Four or six targets on the wide receivers other than Will Fuller. Fuller had 13 targets. You can't focus in on one guy. You know, if you're Watson, you can't do that. That's what you did last year. That's what you had with DeAndre Hopkins. If you get rid of Hopkins and then do that same thing and just try to push it to Will Fuller now, you are a worse off team. If you get rid of Hopkins, you have to spread the ball around. That is the only way you're going to succeed. You can't force feed Fuller. He had a drop in the game as well. You know, he doesn't have the hands you got to get Cobb and Cooks more involved, and Stills. you got to get them all more involved, even your tight ends. Fells had an okay game, minus one terrible play that I'll touch on in a minute. And Jordan Akins, he looked good too. Um, there was no sign of Kahale wearing, so I don't know what the deal is with that. I would have kept Jordan Thomas on the team if you were for sure not going to play Kahale wearing at all. But that's not here nor there. But... It boils down to the offensive line, who I will be the one to say I was giving him praises up and down all offseason. Continuity, you know, the first time in the Bill O'Brien era, all five guys that started last year are going to be starting this year. You know, that cohesion of the unit, they're going to do so much better. They gave up four sacks and a ton of pressures. They were all over Deshaun Watson the whole game wreaking havoc on us the right side of our line fulton and howard did a terrible job tunzel and sharping they did okay tunzel still got a false start i mean you're supposed to put all that behind you you had what 16 last year and you start off game one with one come on you can't be doing that tunzel but they gotta pull their head out and and block some people because next week is not going to be any easier that front seven for Baltimore is going to be tough. That whole defense is going to be tough. You know, I'm not saying Kansas City's defense is a slouch. Look at the end of last year, and obviously they won the Super Bowl. 
they got better and better and better as the year went on and, and they looked good. They did pressure, you know, pressure on the quarterback, covering their guys. They did a good job and, you know, maybe they're going to be a good defense this year and you take it as it is, but still you got to protect your quarterback. I think one of those sacks is you'll put on Watson. Um, the other three though, you got Fulton, Howard, and Martin, I think, were the three who gave up the sacks. And the worst play to me, worst blocking of all of that, came on Deshaun Watson's interception. He, you know, he had one he had one touchdown and one interception. And that interception, you know, I, I don't blame him at all on that one. I 100% blame Darren Fells on it. And he wasn't even the one receiving the ball. He was still on the line blocking. He's 270-something pounds, right? Who does he have to block? Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew weighs a buck 76. So he has about 100 pounds on Matthew. And Matthew gets up, pushes him back, and then proceeds to go around him and hit Deshaun's arm as he's throwing it, causing the interception. He made Fells look like a fool. Don't get me wrong. Matthew... He's a great blitzer, a great football player. But you got 100 pounds on him. Put him on the ground. He should not be able to move you back. And he moved you back and shot around you. That is ridiculous. You're supposed to be this great blocker. You're supposed to be the best blocker on the team for tight ends. And you looked like a fool. You got to get it together. You can't be having that happen. Watson saw the blitz coming knew that the protection was there. He was in the right protection. Fells should be there blocking that side right there. So he had no issue waiting and throwing it deep. What he failed to realize was Fells was going to get whooped by Matthew, who's 100 pounds less than him. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Seriously. And they can't, they can't have that happen next week. There's a bunch of ball hawks in the secondary for the Ravens. We can't help them. You can't help the other team by doing stupid plays and stupid stuff like that. Or it's a guarantee you're going to lose, hands down. So we look terrible. And I don't know if it's going to get any better this week against the Ravens. I'm a really big optimism, optimistic person. And... I don't see it happening this week. You know, when I did the schedule preview, I, I thought, okay, we'll come out fire. And I was, you know, real high on what we were doing in the offseason. We were looking good. So I gave us a win against Kansas City. But then I turned around and gave us a loss to, against Lamar and the Ravens. You know, we lost to Kansas City. Do I think we could beat the Ravens? Sure. Houston can beat any team any day. They have the firepower to do it. Do I think it's going to happen this week? I don't. I think we're going to start out 0-2, and, um, and hopefully we can at least keep it close, or it's going to be an embarrassing home loss, which, you know, is not good. You know, we don't have the fans there to to get us going, and, you know, that's that's the kind of momentum we need in big games like that. We probably start 0-2 this year, which, as a Texans fan, you, you can't hang your head on that. Was two years ago we started 0-3 and, and ended up being 11 and 5 AFC South champs. It's possible. 
to go on a stretch. You know, we have a gauntlet the first four weeks of the year. Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens, those are your back-to-back -back MVP players. Then you've got Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, who is a top defense in the league. Top three for sure, if not the top defense. At Pittsburgh, no less, so that's going to be a challenge in itself. And then back home for the Vikings, who they put up a ton of points in their loss to Green Bay. Yes, I think their defense is young. Their cornerbacks are young and can be exploited, but that's week four of the season. That's a couple weeks in where stuff finally starts clicking for people. You know, hopefully our veteran receivers can, can make those rookies look bad. And I think they could, but our defense still has to stop, you know, Minnesota. They can put up points. Dalvin Cook's good. Even the backup, Alexander Mattinson's good. And then you got Thielen, who personally, if you just double cover Thielen, make the other guys win it for you. Because all Cousins was doing was peppering him. But we'll break that week down, you know, after the week three game. You know, 0-2 to start is not the end of the world. We can come back from that, and it does get easier after that. It really does. Let's uh, let's move on from, from that news. Let's talk about our division. Jacksonville beat the Colts. That was awesome. I loved it. All the hype around the Colts all offseason. They're going to be the best in the division, yada, yada, yada. Jacksonville's going to be at the bottom. And the Minshew magic happened, and they beat the Colts. The Colts didn't look that good. Don't get me wrong. Jacksonville didn't either, but they looked better. You know, so does that make you worry about Jacksonville in our two games? Well, if we played like we did Thursday night, maybe. But I still don't see it happen. I still think we sweep them. And how does that make you feel about the Colts? I think they're more vulnerable, more than ever. You know, I, I wasn't a huge fan of them. I didn't think they were going to get first, you know. Rivers is, he's getting old, and, well, he still throws interceptions a lot. So for everybody that's new to each system, it's going to take some time, a couple weeks, to really get into the groove because we haven't had football. So we'll kind of see. It's week one. People overreact to everything. I mean, look at me. I'm doing the same thing. Jacksonville won, so they sit atop the AFC South. Indy and us sit at the bottom, and... Tennessee won Monday night in a close one against Denver, and they look terrible. Absolutely terrible. And their kicking game was atrocious. They got Gaskowski, or however you say it, and he missed like four or five field goals. One blocked, and granted, he made the one that counted to give him the win. You know, tied with 20 seconds left, drills it right down the middle. You know, Mr. Clutch. But, oh my God, he was terrible throughout the game. Absolutely terrible. So, it was it was interesting, you know, to watch that as well. And they don't look like they're the king of the South either. They got their win, so they're ahead by a game. But they definitely look beatable. You know, and, and I've been saying that all offseason. They're going to regress. And I saw it right there. Granted, I thought Denver was going to do better. And... You know, it was a hard-fought game. So we'll see. You know, we play them in a couple weeks. And like I said, it's a very winnable game. And I look forward to, to this division.
I do. Jacksonville showed something that it could be anybody's game. I still think they'll end up last in the division, but I wouldn't be surprised if I saw the Colts last. Sunday is week two matchup against the Ravens in Houston at 3.25 p.m. Cheer loud from home. <laughs> Go stand outside the stadium and yell as loud as you can. Maybe that'll help get some noise in there and help our team out. Who knows? All I know is stay safe out there. Be smart. Don't forget, go Texans!